Incredible edibles start with Loran. Professional bakery emulsions, super strength flavors, and candy mixes from Loran make it easier than ever to create your own delicious edible experience. Bite Me listeners in the contiguous 48 receive 15% off their order at loranoils.com. Just enter Bite Me 15 at checkout. For listeners outside the 48, email customercare at loranoils.com for a list of distributors and retailers near you and tell them Marge sent you. In this episode of Bite Me, I am super excited to share a brand new recipe that came from a really unlikely place. And the recipe? Homemade ice cream. I know what you're probably thinking. Really? Ice cream? October? You'll know why I'm excited about it once we get into the podcast. Welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles where I help you take control of your high life. Who am I, you ask? Well, I'm your host, Marge, and I just want to say thank you for being here. I really appreciate your listenership. If it wasn't for you being here right now, I would cease to exist. Well, I suppose I would, suppose I would exist, but I would not exist in this form being a little earworm in your head right now. So why don't we get into it? But before I get into ice cream, I wanted to talk a bit about something that was new in the news I read recently. And basically, it was bringing attention to the fact that cannabis-infused beverages are getting more and more popular these days. And I do know from my own experience working at the dispensary that they are rolling out new drinks, it seems, all the time. We've got probably a dozen different types of THC and CBD-infused beverages that range in potency, although on the Canadian market, nothing can be over 10 milligrams, unfortunately. But these are... Uh, precisely microdosed beverages, and they're becoming a really popular form of infused treat. And it looks like an article I came across recently uh, from the beginning of this month is that in California, Pabst Blue Ribbon, if you're familiar with PBR, is launching a cannabis seltzer. Now, it looks like it's in California only, and the article that I found didn't actually say what the potency was going to be for these infused beverages, but I do find that for the most part, these beverages tend to be on the lower end. So maybe this will apply, maybe it won't. But I just thought it was pretty interesting that PBR, a big brewery, is getting into the cannabis game. And I know up here north of the border, we have Molson that has teamed up with Hexo, one of the licensed producers here in Canada, to create its own line of cannabis-infused beverages as well. And we have one that we carry in the store right now called Molo, or Molo, I'm not sure how you say it, and it comes in one of those short little stubby bottles, and it's a cannabis-infused beer, essentially. Now, it's non-alcoholic, so you don't have to worry about that. There's no, no alcohol to influence how the cannabis might affect you because there's definitely the issue of the crossfade, I guess, when you mix cannabis and alcohol together. So you don't have to worry about that. I haven't tried that one yet, but I have heard that the the, the Molo does taste quite a bit like beer. So for any of those beer drinkers out there who might be um, avoiding alcohol for a little bit or people who just choose not to drink anymore for whatever reason, it could be a good choice. I do personally find that they tend to be, again, on the very low end. For me, the Molo is about five milligrams. It is uh, balanced with CBD, which is nice, but at that kind of potency level for me, 
that wouldn't that would be a subperceptual dose, if you will, a true microdose, because I wouldn't feel that at all. But it just shows that there is increasing interest from the public for these cannabis-infused beverages, because I guess they wouldn't be making them if there wasn't some interest in this kind of thing. So I just thought that was pretty interesting, some new news, that if you're in California, you can look for these PBR seltzers. And maybe if you come across one and you try one, let me know how you find it. Did you enjoy it? Did it taste good? Would you try it again? What were the flavors like? You can always hit me up at bitemepodcast at fastmail.com. I would love to hear about your experience trying these drinks. And if you've tried any other interesting cannabis-infused drink, by all means, let me know your experience with it and also the potency levels because I'm also curious to see if different parts of the world, the potency levels can differ quite a bit or not. Because like I said, in Canada, it is pretty standard across the board what the legal producers can do. Now, having said that, if you recall when I interviewed Warren Bobro on this podcast, author of the of the book, Cannabis Cocktails, Mocktails, and More, he is also coming out with Klaus Apothecare, a cannabis-infused beverage that should be coming out sometime next month. And I'll be excited to see that. If you follow him on Instagram, you can see what the cans are going to look like. And I'm sure it's going to be a beautifully infused beverage that will be quite enjoyable as a master cocktail craftsman. I mean... Obviously, it's going to be beautiful, but I'm not sure where it's going to be available yet. Unfortunately, I probably won't be able to get it in Canada, so I'll have to rely on you people out there to let me know what it's like if you can get your hands on it when it first comes out. So just something to keep in mind, cannabis-infused beverages. But always remember, you are quite capable of making these yourselves, people. If you want to infuse a beverage, there's lots of different ways you can do it. Again, you can go back and look at some of the episodes I did from uh, Warren's book, different beverages and cocktails. And I can link to some of the other recipes I've done over the last year when it comes to beverages, because I have done a few. I know the Lit Lemonade was actually fantastic. I did that episode over the summer and from way back, maybe last December, I think I did a blender drink that was a maybe a cherry or a pomegranate. I can't quite remember, but I do remember it being quite lovely. And that was something I got from Vitamix and then elevated it to make it more suitable to my own palate. So cannabis-infused beverages, yes, you can buy them on the legal market. No, they're not that hard to recreate yourself. And the ones that I've made did not taste like cannabis either. They didn't have that distinctive weedy taste that some people associate with edibles. So folks, if you are listening to this podcast, you have the tools to make cannabis-infused beverages for yourself at home for a lot less cost and a lot healthier. But hey, it's all always fun to try something new every so often. Now, as far as trying something new, you know what I loved is this ice cream. And this ice cream blew my mind. And I wouldn't be here. So here's the thing. We're going to get into this ice cream. And it is Thanksgiving weekend in Canada. And if you're in Canada, I was actually, I was going to wish you all a happy Thanksgiving, but by the time this podcast is released, it's going to be well beyond Thanksgiving here in Canada and probably getting closer to the American one. And when I first tried this recipe, I thought, you know what, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until the summertime. I'll just bank this recipe. I'll certainly be trying it out a few more times before next summer. Uh, I don't typically eat a lot of ice cream myself and certainly not this time of year, but it was serendipity, perhaps. I was just getting my nails done because 
you know, I like to do that on a semi-regular basis. I have to mask up at work all the time. So it's nice to have nice looking nails, seeing as people can only see me from the eyes up. It's just a little something I like to do to treat myself. And the woman who's doing my nails, of course, we were talking about food as foodies tend to do. And she mentioned this recipe for making homemade ice cream, but she called it cheater ice cream because I asked, oh, do you have an ice cream maker? And she said, no, what she has is a stand mixer. And of course, my ears perked up. A stand mixer, you say? Well, I have one of those. And she proceeded to tell me how to make this super simple ice cream. And I emphasize super simple because, again, I served it for Thanksgiving. I'll just fast forward a little bit. And I served this ice cream for Thanksgiving, and I wasn't the only one who was blown away. My husband tried it, loved it. My dad he came over for Thanksgiving dinner as well. And my dad will typically, my dad never complains like ever. And he'll eat anything I serve him. And he'll never say anything bad about it. Now I am a good cook. So it's not like I'm serving him crap. But you know, that feeling you get when somebody's just like, oh, I made this thing, this homemade version of your favorite thing. And people are like, oh God, is it going to be, what's it going to be like? It's probably going to be like, you know, sort of a shittier version of the thing that you know and love. That store-bought version where they have all those extra ingredients and preservatives and flavorings and all that stuff to make it super palatable. Well, the consensus around the table was that this ice cream was amazing. And even my one daughter who typically eschews dairy very stringently, she does not like to eat dairy almost ever. I mean, occasionally on very rare occasions. This was one of those rare occasions. Even my daughter who never eats dairy decided to have a small bowl of this. And I got two thumbs up from her as well. And that, my friends, is a huge win. If you knew her, you knew how much she usually avoided dairy, you would know that this means, this means a big thing. This ice cream is that good. Now, you may be asking, what is the secret, Marge? What makes this so amazing? And I'm going to tell you right now, you guys, three ingredients, three, just three. And if you're somebody who likes to make something quick and easy and tasty, this is the recipe. And I was so excited about it. Like I said, I was like, I have to record this podcast. I woke up this morning thinking I'm recording this. Fuck it. I don't care. I'm not waiting till summertime. Summertime can be iterations of this recipe. But in the meanwhile, we are going to do this recipe today. No waiting. I don't care. So if you don't typically like ice cream, I'm sorry, you may want to skip this one. If you do love ice cream, you're definitely going to want to try this one out. And if you're vegan, I'm afraid this one's not for you, but I do have a vegan in my life that I love dearly, one of my other daughters, and I will be hopefully doing iterations of this recipe too to see if I can make a vegan version as well. But I haven't gotten there yet. I just made it this weekend, so bear with me. What do you need, you ask, for this recipe? Well, let me tell you. You need 500 milliliters of heavy cream or whipping cream. It can be labeled as either at the grocery store. A lot of the times it'll just come out, it'll be whipping cream, sometimes heavy cream. That's the 35% stuff. We're talking the full fat stuff. And you could maybe try it with something less, but I'm not sure what the results would be. And honestly, why bother? Honestly, I haven't tried anything else besides the 35. Just stick with the 35%. And 500 milliliters is one of those shorter little cartons. So you don't need a big carton. 
The next thing you're going to need is one can of sweetened condensed milk. I used one of those little short cans. That worked great. The third ingredient, well, the good news is it's up to you. What do you like? Because the third ingredient is your flavoring. I used a jam. I had just bought some beautiful jam. Uh, in Canada, we have President's Choice, and President's Choice does a black label jam. That's sort of the President's Choice. It's the house brand, but a little level up. It tends to be nicer ingredients. I mean, I personally love President's Choice products, but the black label is sort of their their higher end product, and they do a, uh, a series of jams, and they're actually fantastic. And I was don't eat a lot of jam, but recently had had a little bit. And I used the British Columbia strawberry jam, I believe it was, two spoonfuls of that to flavor the ice cream. Now you could also use whatever you like, but this is where you're going to put your infusion. So I'm making it with infused caramel because I have infused caramel in my fridge. And as you know, if you've been listening to this this show for any length of time, you know I'm a sucker for caramel. I love caramel anything. I could bathe in caramel. I could, there's a lot of things I could do to caramel that should probably not be said on this show. So infusing it with caramel would blow my mind. You could also use infused honey, perhaps a spoonful to infused honey or maple syrup. And I think the easiest way to infuse this would, of course, be to add the infused flavoring. And I would also highly recommend, highly, highly recommend that you don't make it strong. This is definitely something you want as a moderate or low dose treat. And I'm going to tell you why. Because it's really easy to sit down and eat a lot of this shit. Have you ever sat down and eaten a pint of ice cream in a sitting? Be honest. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with those that are around you. I know I have. Really good ice cream. I can sit down and eat a pint. And I don't do that very often because obviously, hello, not very healthy for you. But the danger here, of course, of you make this ice cream too strong is you are going to fuck yourself up beyond belief. And then you're not going to be much use of any of to anybody. And you don't want to do that. So make this a lower dose. I probably don't need to tell you that, but I always just like to put that out there because it's really easy to get excited about, re- about a recipe like I am and then make it too strong. And then you're going to be like, oh no. So once you have your three ingredients, you have your whipping cream, your can of sweetened condensed milk and your flavoring of choice, you're going to put the whole carton of whipping cream in your mixer. I'm using a stand mixer. You could do hand mixer as well. It doesn't really matter. And you're going to whip it like you would to make whipped cream. You whip it up when it's nice and whipped cream consistency. That's where you're going to put in the sweetened condensed milk and a couple spoonfuls of your flavoring. And you're going to whip it again to mix it all in thoroughly. You're going to probably want to taste it because that will tell you if you have enough flavor. And I found the two heaping spoonfuls of like, these are like, like spoons from my drawer, like tablespoons or whatever. Um, you're, you can taste it just to make sure it's got the, the intensity of flavor that you like. Mine wasn't super strong, but it was delicious and it was a nice, subtle flavor. And then you mix it up and then you put it in a dish and put it in the freezer and let it, let it sit. I did find it took quite a while for it to freeze fully. I think several hours later, it was still pretty soft when we tried a little bit. So you're going to, if you can let it freeze overnight or whatever, maybe it was just my freezer too. I'm not really sure, but I would highly recommend you give it enough time and let it harden. 
And it is remarkable how much like store-bought ice cream it is. I took it out of the freezer and when I served it for Thanksgiving, and actually to be completely honest, people, of course I had some before all my guests showed up because I wanted to make sure that it was going to be good. I mean, I wanted to make sure it had set the way that I wanted it to set and that it had that consistency I was looking for. Because like I said, when I tried it the previous day, it was still a little soft. And it's not quite as good when it's a little soft. So I knew already what was going to be happening when I pulled it out for for Thanksgiving dinner. But I served it up. It's got ice cream consistency. It has ice cream taste, ice cream flavor. Like, blow my mind. This stuff was amazing. And I don't think I can reiterate that fact any more than I have. How many times have I had, have I said amazing on this show today? And if you're listening to this and you're enjoying a drink, perhaps you can make a fun game and take a drink for every time I use the word amazing. Or, you know, have a small microdose edible for every time I say amazing and see how fucked up you get. That could be a fun party game to play. You're welcome. But in any case, I highly encourage you to try this out. Now, how am I going to be uh, playing with this recipe over the next few months until summertime comes? Because I'll definitely be doing this over the summer. Well, what if you could infuse some of the cream that was going to go into this instead of some of the flavorings that are going in? You can also infuse the sweetened condensed milk. And of course, you can choose other flavorings. Perhaps you could throw in, maybe you have a favorite uh, cookie recipe and you could crumble up a cookie, an infused cookie into your ice cream as well. I mean, the possibilities, my friends, are endless. And of course, I might be playing around with infusing a vegan option as well for all those vegans out there who want their ice cream too. So in the meanwhile, three ingredients, super easy to make. You will thank me. And I encourage you to send those thanks to bite me podcast at fastmail.com. You can also leave me a voice message. Just go to my website and on the right-hand side of the page, you'll see a little tab that says uh, leave a voicemail or leave voicemail for Marge or something like that. There should be something in the show notes too that will allow you to uh, click on the speak pipe thing. And I love getting messages like that. If you leave me a voicemail message, I can probably also play it on this show. So that's an option too. But let me know if you try it out and what you think. And uh, that's pretty well it for this week, you guys. Like I said, I was so excited about this one. I think you're going to like it a lot. And I'm probably going to go eat some ice cream right now. Okay, I got to have dinner first. I'm going to have dinner first and then I'm going to have some ice cream for dessert because I can. And I made the ice cream, so I'm going to eat it too. Now, in the meanwhile, I hope that you are going to be making some delicious edibles, whether it's this ice cream or something else that you like. I know I'm going to be making a delicious batch of chocolate chip cookies from Smoke from the Pot very soon. And I have a beautiful gummy bear recipe that I've been meaning to make for quite some time from listener Kara. And I'm going to be trying those out as well. I'm excited to try that. So I've got quite a few edibles on my agenda in the near future. And of course, I'm always looking for new recipes to make for this show so I can try them out and share them with you to encourage you guys to get into your kitchen and to make some edibles. And once again, if you want to support this show, there's a bunch of ways you can do it. You're doing it right now by listening to this show. If you think there's somebody out there who might enjoy it as well, please share the show, share it with friends and family, send them this, this episode. You can also support the show by leaving a review. There'll be links to that in the show notes as well. 
You can subscribe to the show through your favorite podcasting app. You can subscribe to my newsletter from the website. Just go to my website, I believe, homepage, scroll to the very bottom. It might be on every page too. I can't quite remember, but... And you can subscribe to the newsletter that comes out about once a month. I never try to send more than those unless there's something really big coming up because I definitely don't want to spam you guys. I want to respect your inbox. Uh, how else can you support the show? Um, you can use any of my links. I guess it's just pretty well Amazon links, but I do have a few other links if you want. Um, I am an affiliate for Gold Leaf and their journals because I think their journals are fantastic. I have their grow journal that helped me with my growing this summer. And I have a cannabis tasting journal and my favorite cooking journal. They make great stuff, beautiful journals for all purposes. So I highly suggest you check them out. And I do have um, I do have a discount code that you can use. And if you head over to my website, I believe once again, that should be on the Marge Recommends page. Pretty sure that page is live. And you can get the discount code there and get a few bucks off when you order any of their stuff. And I have a few other things there too that you can make use of as well. So you can support the show that way. And you can always buy me a cookie too if you want to support the show by sending me a few bucks to help keep this thing going because I am creating this show as a labor of love for the most part while I'm working a day job and dealing with family and all the rest of the stuff that people do through life. But you know what? I love it. I love doing it. I love you guys. And I sincerely appreciate you listening today. So go out there, make some great edible, you guys. Get excited. Be as excited as I am. And I hope you're having a great week. I hope this show put a smile on your face. And until next week, my friends, stay high. Stay high.